and we're live uh, here on Facebook. How's everybody doing today? Doing good, Mike. So it's me. So everybody, thank him. Give him a shout out. Um, he is. He's got some airing of some grievances to go on uh, today, and uh, we'll get to that. But uh, but first, we also have a poll question to uh, to get to. Uh, what else do we got, Rich? Uh, we'll be going, taking one more lap around the track to give you a recap of NASCAR as they had their final race last week, as well as give you our final standings on the Fantasy NASCAR League. And then going on to the gridiron to take a look at some action uh, within the Big Ten and the NFL week number nine. So, Mike, why don't you go ahead and roll that intro? If you can find the button for it. Broadcasting live from somewhere in Iowa, this is Balls and Sticks, the podcast with your hosts, Mike and Rich. Okay, and we're back. Okay, so like we said, uh, we have that poll question. Rich, how did that poll question go today, this week? You know, it, it was a close vote, and we had a write-in vote that came in because I forgot to put the restriction on the poll that um, that did not allow people to add options. So I'm pulling that up right now. Uh, so le- moving on to the finals will be Bull Durham. Uh, a favorite of mine, but I, I went another direction. Um, others receiving vote were the write-in vote of base skip ball, which will also make an appearance on, on the basketball side. Okay. Later on, later on, in a couple of weeks, uh, league of their own got two votes. Uh, my vote went to major league. Okay. So, Mike, where where did you go with? Where, do you where think did you I go went? on the comedy? Where do you think I went? Because I know where you think I went. You probably think I went with Sandlot. I mean, you can look at the vote. It'll tell you where I voted. But you probably thought I was going to go with Sandlot. But I actually voted for Bull Durham. Uh, A, I don't think it should have been in the comedies. I think it should have been in the dramas. But you were uh, you were kind of uh, making, uh, making those, uh, trying to stack the deck with movies that you like. Uh, to win, so yeah. So we have a poll this week. Where did you go, Rich? You already uh, said, major league. Yeah, you went. With uh, major yeah, league. I went major league. Major league is one of those movies that, if I'm channel surfing and I see it on the TV, that's one that I can sit and watch no matter what point it is within that movie. Oh, I can sit down and watch it, and it's the same way with League of Their Own. And uh, and Bull Durham as well. Wait, you had Sandlot in the kids one, so that one actually wasn't. I did. wasn't a part this week. That's right. Um, it was not. That I was looking at next week's poll, which is the baseball finals. I think is what you have it said as right. Yeah, it'll be the baseball finals. So next week's poll will be Field of Dreams from the drama side, Sandlot for kid friendly, and then Bull Durham from comedy. Even though we have had people comment and say that no Paul Durham was actually a drama it was but I think you're going to split the vote and the best baseball movie of all time is going to win after all we'll see so we'll see it's it's not going to you probably will you've been trying to knock that that movie off of the uh, pedestal for how many years now too many Mike right too many so uh look for that to go live around noon I think is when you got that going live um, and we'll we'll hit that uh, after that. Um, and uh, Rich, do you see what's coming ahead? Um, I, I do. Let, let's go and bring in our guest as well. Okay. He, he's yep. sitting on the line with us as, as well. Anyway, um, Nick, what what was your favorite out of out of this week's list? Uh, Bull Durham, uh, basketball, a league of basketball. their own, major league, and we also had three movies that didn't get votes: Fever Pitch, Mister Baseball. Mr. 3000. You know, <clears throat> it's odd because I've I've heard uh, Bull Durham so many times. I actually can't say I've seen that movie. I don't really? even know. I I don't know anything about it. So it's it's hard because I've definitely heard the name. I'm aware of what it is, but I can't think of if I've seen it. So I'd have to cross that one off. Um, so out of the remaining 
I would have to go with uh, Major League. Okay. Well, if you would have voted, yeah. you actually <laughs> would have uh, you would have turned the tides, and we would have had a tie for first place. No, Major League would have had two, so it would have had a tie for second. Boulder ended up having three votes, which got which got it the win. Okay. Well, let's go. So Boulder moves on. There, there is no. We don't have to go with the tiebreaker vote. And uh, and yes, I do see what's coming up next, Mike, which is a left turn. And, and Nick, what's do you know what that, comes? Mike? Nick, do you know what comes after the left turn? Mm. It's another left turn because we're going into the NASCAR corner. Oh, of course. Yep. Yep. All they do is make left turns. So, uh, last week's championship race in Phoenix, Arizona, for the first time since Phoenix was built. Um, and, uh, well, Rich, congratulations. We'll just go there. We'll do it right off the bat. You, your guy that you picked not only won the, or not only won the championship, but won the race. So, as I promised last week, of the three lunches that you owed me, which you took care of one last week, and mm-hmm. if your guy won last week, he was going to take care of another, so you're down to one one lunch left. I think that's fair. I think you were good yeah. with that. That's right, because I did pick him up before the NASCAR playoffs started uh, to take the win. So as Mike said, Chase Elliott was the winner of the championship race. Mike, your pick of Brad Keselowski came in second place. Yeah. Um, on the non-playoff side, your pick of Clint Boyer came in 14th. My pick of Kevin Harvick came in 7th. But, Mike, this seems like this was the week to pick Jimmy Johnson as he came in fifth, which was the highest of the non-playoff drivers. Yep. So way to go for Jimmy to finish in, finish in strong, finishing his career strong. Um, so that makes our final standings for the full season 40-21 to 21 in favor of me. And, Mike, you also lost in the playoffs 19-7. to 7. And shifting Ouch. over, yeah, yeah, I did not – it was really a wide gap this year. Yeah, too many picks for too many heart heart uh, heart picks for Jimmy Johnson. I think Mike this well, year, Mike. The other the other side of that, uh, Jimmy's not his career's not over. His NASCAR career is over, but he is racing in IndyCar next year. Um, has a really good looking forty eight car. Uh, going to race in the IndyCar series. I think that's going to actually bring up the uh, the the interest in IndyCar more next year. Uh, we we might have to look at one or two of those races uh, next year. So, yeah. Of course. Uh, shifting over to our fantasy NASCAR, um, regular season, to include the playoff races, I won that, getting 65.08 for points. Solomon getting a, um, before the playoffs was in third, after the playoff races, he moves up to a final for second place at 60-39. The Funkhouse finishes in third at 59-13. And, uh, Mike, for the players that finished that played every single week, you finished fourth with 55-63. Uh, Jordan and Lacey, who dropped off after the COVID, uh, finished in fifth and sixth. Yeah. Um, in the playoffs, uh, Solomon won. So, much like NASCAR, we will give Solomon the thumbs up as the winner of uh, the fantasy NASCAR this year as he finishes after the playoff races with a point total of 1907. Um, I came in second at 1823. Mikey came in fourth with only 1566. Yeah. So rough year for me, but you know, that's okay. I'll take it. It's all for fun. It's all for fun though. Yeah. So, um, Ready to make those final laps on the NASCAR corner, Rich? Yep, go ahead. I don't have it up. I'm just saying we're done. Okay. Um, Let's head over to, well, let's head over to the gridiron where we will talk Mm -hmm. about uh, NCAA. How did we do last week with our picks? All right, Mike. So we both got our picks right as my pick of the Northwestern Wildcats beat Nebraska 21 to 13. Mike, your pick of the Golden Gophers beat Illinois 41-14, to um, making our record in the Big Ten pick to 2-1. and one. 
Okay, that's good. Two and one. We're, we're making so Mike, progress. We are. So who do you like for week four in, in the Big Ten? Uh, Illinois over Rutgers. I know Rutgers burned me earlier this year, but I got to think uh, this is Illinois' one and only chance to uh, actually get a good, win, a good solid win out of it. All right, Mike, I'm going to go opposite of you, and I'm going to say Rutgers is going to get the win, um, mostly because I think Rutgers, out of the teams that I have available to pick, I think Rutgers probably is the one that could get a win over Illinois. I, I, I don't like that uh, it was Michigan, Michigan and um, the Michigan-Wisconsin game. I think it's too close to call, and I, I'm not going to pick uh, Purdue or – can't think of the other team that I have even have available. But I, I didn't feel comfortable with Purdue, so I'm going to go with the team I think can has the best chance of winning up who I can pick from. So I'm going to go Rutgers. Okay. Um, and uh, Nick, you we we started we're talking about airing out the grievances. Nick, you have a grievance with the NCAA, the Big Ten, and especially Wisconsin. Would you like to share that, sir? Sure. Well, um, since I'm a first-timer, your fans out there don't know I'm born and raised in Illinois, so I am a Fighting Illini fan. Yep, as am I. Year in football. Um, you know, we had we actually um, got bowl eligible and so on, which was nice. And we actually were returning um, a lot of starters and so on. Not that I thought we were going to win the Big Ten, but I thought we'd be competitive in most games. And we first game of the year, we get absolutely shellacked by Wisconsin, which it's no surprising as last year we actually upset them when they were the number like five team in the country. Um, so I knew they wanted <clears throat> revenge. But the grievance comes in the fact that apparently the entire Wisconsin team had COVID uh, during that game and spread it to multiple Illini players, uh, including our starting and backup quarterbacks. Um, where And then the NCAA ruled that Wisconsin basically gets a bye week, uh, a no contest. They don't have to forfeit the games or anything. And the Illini had to continue to play shorthanded, causing us to get killed the next two games as well. So, yeah, a bit, a bit irked by... The NCAA's ruling, I feel like, you know, there should be uh, another way around that. Now, postponement or something. Now, did it, did the NCAA say that Illinois had to, or did Illinois ask, ask to play or, or ask for a no contest uh, and were denied? I, I do not know that, actually. Because um, Wisconsin was definitely saying, no, we want to be we want to play or we don't want to play. We don't want to play. We don't want to play. If Illinois was saying that, I think they would have probably given them the same treatment. I think as it was, Illinois probably didn't give that as an option. And so that's why they ended up where they did. Yeah. That's, it's, that's an interesting thought. I don't, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I would assume that there has to be a certain percentage, you know, of your players, you know, infected before they would allow a, a grievance or whatever. Um, you know, because obviously you can't. What if one guy or three guys got hurt the last game? You can't just say, "Oh, well, sorry, we got three of our players hurt; they can't play." So, yeah, um, yeah, I'd have to look that up. But anyway. But uh, okay, so move off the gridiron to something that Rich knows a little bit more about. Actually, not off the gridiron; just transfer from college to get drafted to the big leagues and let's go to the nfl um so nfl recap picks from last week rich um i think we did okay ish and it looked like my upset was going to come in, in and make it which i think was surprising a lot of people but how'd we do all right so we both got our locks although it was a lot closer than we thought they'd be in both matchups i think as the chiefs beat the panthers 33 to 31 and I also got my lock, which was the Steelers over the Cowboys, 24 to 19, improving both of our records to seven and two. On the upset side, you were correct. The Jets almost got that win as they only lost to the Patriots, 30 to 27. 
and uh, was a little bit more of a far further gap in my upset, which I got cor- incorrect, which was Ravens, which was the Colts losing to the Ravens, twenty-four to ten. Uh, Mike, on your upsets, you're two and seven. I am five, three, and one. Yeah. Um, man. And then, of course, uh, Thursday night football was uh, thirty-four to seventeen Titans, which we both got wrong. Uh, you're five and four on Thursday night. I'm four and five. Yeah. So before we get into the airing of the grievances and maybe giving, which I kind of put it on the outline, is kind of like the Bears' midseason grades or our feelings on the Bears. Um, let's go ahead and give our picks to Week Ten for Week Ten, so those don't get lost in the shuffle, depending on how long our discussion on the Bears goes. Yep. So Mike, you were a little bit closer on the upset than I was, so I'll give you first picks. Well, uh, I'm going to pick uh, a game that I think. Um, should be a fairly decent lock, and I'm going to go with Vegas over Denver. All right, um, I, I like that. I, I don't. I like that pick. Denver's kind of uh, beat up right now with injuries, um, so I like that. Um, I'm going to go with the Saints over the 49ers. The Saints seem to be rolling right now, and the 49ers just have a lot of their players are injured right now. Uh, Nick is our guest. Who do you like as an upset? Yeah, well, I think even though it, it pains me to say it as a Bears fan, I have to pick the Packers over the Jaguars today. Okay. Honestly, that's a, that's actually a pretty pretty solid lock. Uh, I think that's going to come through for you. Uh, the Jaguars are garbage, and Green Bay, uh, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is on the uh, Aaron Rodgers FU tour uh, to prove to Green Bay that them drafting a quarterback was stupid. All right, Mike, go ahead and keep it going. I'll let you start with the upset of your upset okay, this of the week. Okay, this is going to take a team that I actually think is probably the uh, one of the best teams in the NFL and give them a loss. Uh, I think Arizona's going to beat Buffalo. I, I like that. that. That was where I was going to go before you took it from me in pre-show. As, um, I mean, the game's in Arizona. Is it? Is it Arizona or Buffalo? No, it's in Arizona. Oh, yeah, Arizona, yeah. But being in Buffalo, yeah, I I don't see where – I think Kyler Murray and the Cards can pull that off. Um, I'm going to go with – I think this is more kind of like a toss-up or an even game, but by our definition, it's an upset. I'm going to go with the Bolts over the Dolphins. Yeah, that's – I mean – I don't think. I the, think the game can go either way. Yeah, I think that's more of a of a pick 'em. It's hard. It, it's weird this year saying that the Dolphins are favored in any game, but I think they actually have a few games. I mean, they've been doing really well, and uh, two is actually making them look like a good team this year. So, um, Nick, and your upset of the week. Yeah, uh, I actually feel like I got the leftovers. No, I was actually going to pick the same thing Mikey did. Um, at first as well, but I, I ended up taking, uh, Houston over Cleveland. Um, so, and if I could add a point to Miami here, what you're saying, you know, I think I actually was somewhat surprised they switched to Tua. Yeah. Um, because, because Fitz magic was, was actually rolling pretty good. The team's offense was clicking. Um, you know, and obviously they're two and zero with Tua, but that's primarily from their defense more than it is from him. So, <clears throat> you know, I feel like they actually have a legitimate chance to make the playoffs and maybe get get one game or so of an upset. And so that's why it surprised me they switched to Tua, who doesn't have that experience. So it makes me wonder what what the motivation there was, seeing as they were playing well as it was. So, yeah. That's, I mean, all good points, but, uh, yeah. So, we move on to Thursday night's games. Thursday night is Arizona versus Seattle in Seattle. Rich, we'll give you the first pick on this one. Um, I, I, I really like either. I can see this matchup going either way, um, but I'm going to go with the Cardinals. I think they can sweep the season series. That's, that's it's going to a- be a shootout, though. That's going to be a shootout. Tough order to call for to get a team to sweep a series. Um, 
Nick, who in that game do you think is going to win? Yeah, well, as as you just said, I think sweeping a season series is pretty tough unless, you know, you're playing, you know, the Bengals or, you know, I guess this year it would be the Jets. Yeah. Um, but, you know, so I would have to go with Seattle. One, they're at home, even though home field isn't, isn't normal this year. Um, and two, uh, you have Arizona, who's going to be coming off a tough game against Buffalo um, as well. So they're they on a short turnaround. You know, I like Seattle to, to take that. And, it, again, I think it's a shootout. You know, Russell Wilson's a little more seasoned than Kyler Murray. And so in a, in a pivotal game, I think he's going to take it. And I'll even I'll predict the score okay. of 35-30. Oh, I like it. Um, so you mentioned Russell Wilson, and Russell Wilson has been one of the sh- one of the best players in the NFL for a long time. He do- he hasn't been getting the credit that he deserves in a lot of in a lot of ways, uh, and we're seeing this year's team and and Russell's. Fi- I mean, FYI, if you didn't know, Russell has never gotten an MVP vote. Period. He hasn't gotten one single vote for MVP. The guy has deserved it multiple times, but here's here's more things you need to know about him. This year, it seems to me that the team is actually just saying, okay, Russell, you know what you're doing. Come on, we'll give it, we'll just give it over to you, and we'll sit by the wayside. And they are letting Russell play the game the way that Russell should be playing the game, should have been playing since the beginning of the year. Russell Wilson, the Seattle Seahawks, they're going to win this game. Russell's going to get MVP this year. I'm putting it out there. He's my pick for MVP. Uh, Let's go, Seattle. Uh, Any other thoughts before we move on to uh, the Bears discussion, followed by maybe some power rankings um, and uh, point-counterpoint? Yeah, I mean, I I think I would say I'm – similar page to you with with Wilson I was, I'm surprised to hear you say that he's never received an MVP vote you know I certainly think he's you know should be in the discussion most years um, you know so I I do think for whatever reason you know Seattle being on the Northwest uh, and kind of out of the mainstream maybe they get a little bit less hype than some other teams um, you know and I think MVP is actually pretty hard to pick anymore in the NFL because there's going to be probably three or four quarterbacks that just outstanding numbers. Like right now, you know, you'd have to put uh, Rodgers and Mahomes both in similar discussion and probably Kyler Murray, you Mah- know, honestly as well. It. Mahomes has won it. Rodgers has run it. Yeah. won it. I think this year is going to be a Lifetime yeah. Achievement Award for Russell Wilson. That's just me. But yeah. Well, I mean, that's fine. Give it to him, but it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be based off of that. It should be, you know, that year. And I think it's, uh, you know, it's hard to call in my opinion, because, you know, you could, in my opinion, you could be the most valuable person on your team and your team be five and 11. Yeah. Right. Or the, of the league. Sorry, not on your team, but of the league, you could be the most valuable player. Um, but my, my if you one, have a terrible defense, you know, you're, you can't help that if you're the quarterback one, unless you're playing both ways. One time so. that I actually thought um, an MVP deserved to be put out there, that I don't think it, it didn't happen, but I think it should have, was uh, the first time, um, and I mean a few years back, that um, Andrew Luck ended up getting injured and missed the entire season. Um, I think he deserved – the MVP. He took his team deep into the playoffs the year before. He's injured, doesn't play a single game, and they go, what was it, like, oh, or they, they won, like, one game that year? How do you how, how do you say that he's not the MVP of the league when just because he's gone? The team, was, the team hadn't changed hardly at all between years. They went to the Super Bowl the year before, and then 
uh, and then a, a year later, they're in the they're they're in the same boat that the Jets are this year, strictly based on their court, losing a quarterback. I think that deserves an MVP vote. Right? Yeah, but again, yeah, I agree. I yeah, I think for me a big factor in determining MVP would be if you if that player got injured, right? If you removed him and you took the average NFL QB and slot him in that spot, what would that team's record be? Yep. You know, and so a lot of, like, say the Chiefs, right? Like, Mahomes is world class, right? Yeah. But oh, yeah. If you, put, if you put Nick Foles on the Chiefs, well, the Chiefs are still going to be 10 and 6. So you're right? saying Nick Foles is the average of quarterbacks? Yeah, he's somewhere in the average. Okay, that, so hold on it, to that. Uh, Rich, do you have anything to say before we move into this? Because I see that we're, we got a perfect transition here. Do you have anything to say, Rich, before we move on the discussion? Sure. Um, I think probably the reason why Wilson has never received an MVP vote is because in most years, when you mentioned the Seattle Seahawks, you didn't think that that was Russell Wilson's team. You thought of the defense as a whole, that legion of boom, and that's why they were so good. That's or, true. Or you knew... Yeah. Or when you thought of Lynch. their offense, it was Marshawn Lynch, not Russell Wilson. Which I think is on. I think it was unfair. I think uh, Wilson was the reason why Lynch could do so well. Plus, the offensive line was really good. Um, so, Nick, you're you're pulling us into the discussion about the Bears with Nick Foles saying he's the average and that uh, he should be doing better this year. Let's move into this discussion. We're gonna. I I have some counterpoints to some of the stuff you you're gonna say. Let's start it off. Where do you want to start off with the Chicago Bears and your – let's first give a mid – everybody's going to give a midseason grade, and then we're going to move on to your airing of the grievances. Nick, what is your midseason grade for the Bears? Oh, yeah, okay. Didn't know I was going to do this. Um, <laughs> midseason grade. You know, I've got a – I've got to put it at about a C minus, okay? So the reason I say that is obviously we got out to a a hot start slash a little bit of luck in there. Okay. Um, but <clears throat> the disappointing thing to me, um, well, I don't know. Maybe I'll, I'll let you guys do your grades first before I get, go off on that. <laughs> okay. Uh, Rich, what is your midseason grade for the Chicago Bears? I'm going to go with a C plus, only because of their record. Um, and I am going to join you. Only I'm going to give them a B minus. Uh, they've won, I thought about the B minus. They've really won did. games that they shouldn't have, and uh, their their record says they're better than most of the teams in the league, or at least more than half of the teams in the league, which is why they get at least a B minus. So. Yeah, I, I I can be on I can be I can see your B minus C plus range, because mostly because I think that they are playing better than anybody thought they would do. Hundred percent. Yep. Okay. So, um, Rich, are you ready for us to go into the airing of the grievances? Yeah, that, okay. that's fine. We kind of did this a little bit between the two of us last uh, last week. Yep, um, and but I'm going to use some of your. Co- I'm actually going to have you bring some counterpoints up that you brought up last right. week. So I'll, I'll see what I'll, I'll see what I'll see what pops into my mind. Nick Baker, um, what go is ahead, Nick. I know that this is. Uh, it's almost been almost like a weekly conversation back and forth between you and Mike during the Bears game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so go yeah. ahead. So, so a little context, right? So I've I've probably watched at least 90% of every single snap of the Bears games this year. So, you know, I'm definitely have paid attention. And, I, will, I will admit, uh, last week I didn't get to see the game. Uh, we were driving home from the Quad Cities, so that's why last week I didn't get to see the game. That's the first game that I really haven't gotten to watch most of. So, Yeah. And so as Mikey can attest, usually, you know, we're screaming in annoyance at each other during the uh, – uh, via Facebook Messenger, <laughs> uh, in disdain about something. Uh, yep. So, I w- I will start out by saying that the first six games of the of the year, there was 
an unusual number of terrible calls that went against the Bears. Like, and you and I, you know, I know we talked about at the time, and it was just, they were pretty extraordinary. Yep. And so I will give them credit that they, they really almost won in spite of those calls, those, that first six weeks, um, because they really could have put the hammer on. Um, So I think that as far as the grading goes, I would say, like, I kind of would separate it out and then give them the average of a C minus, right? Because I think their energy and their effort, for the most part, has been great. Um, They haven't given up, because obviously if we had, we'd be like two and seven right now. Yeah. So, because we came back big time on on two or three games in the fourth quarter. Um, But uh, to me, the, the main issue in the whole team is the offensive line. Okay. Right? Uh, so I think when we started the year, we at best were an average, kind of lower average offensive line to start with. Um, I figured we would have a mediocre run game, you know, and they were built more for uh, to block the pass rush yep. uh, anyways. So, you know, now that we've had a couple injuries on the offensive line, I think we've had two or three starters and then another a backup of one of the backups or a, a backup of one of the starters got hurt as well. So literally, I think we had to pull some rookie who yes. was like on Mick Fister or something. Mick, whatever is his name, right? So the so our offensive line to me is atrocious because if you look at any of the top five teams which we'll we'll get to here in a minute um with the rankings every one of those teams has has above average to excellent offensive lines right so that means i mean look at how many times this year have the bears had fourth and like a foot yeah and can't pick it up yep they they can't pick up one foot because and that's offensive line so and that brings in so the offense overall you have to give an F right outside maybe that's a little harsh because there's the moments harsh. where they I, kick it in I would say right I but, would say a, a C minus would be my grade for the offense maybe oh, a D no way we're maybe, ranked maybe we're ranked D. like 30th right you know so okay. we're bottom three and bottom three in a class usually is failing so okay <laughs> but yeah um but so our special teams i would say has been you know pretty solid then we finally have a kicker who can put the ball between the uprights so that's nice um i mean we had one for even, a lot of years and then we let him yes. go and he, he went out to san francisco and it continues to show the world how great he is despite the fact that uh the bears let him yep. go right of course robbie gold is who you're talking about yep um so so then my next aspect of the grade comes from the manager the you know head coach slash GM. Okay. Okay. And, this is where I wanted and this so is where I, will, I, I wanted you to come up with this. Okay. So Yeah, and so my I will say I'm happy this week. Uh Nagy I don't know if you guys saw that, but Nagy yesterday announced that he's giving up uh, play call duties. Okay. Um, so again, whether that's going to be better, I don't know, but at least it's a change because obviously what we're doing wasn't working. Yep. Um, we discussed, we also discussed, I uh, mean, so, so, something to think about though, uh, with Nagy and, and giving up play calling, is that necessarily the best thing? Well, I, again, I don't know. I, I will say, and my girlfriend can attest to this because she sat next to me during several of these games that I'll just be like, that's a terrible play call. Like, oh my gosh, that's terrible. Because it's like, you know, we it's fourth and, or uh, it'll be, you know, third and eight, and we'll throw a screen pass, which starts four yards behind the line of scrimmage. So really you have to pick up 12 yards. Yep. And again, we have a terrible offensive line. So the play calls are, are great. If you have people who can block, but you don't, it feels like he doesn't goes, know the strengths of his team. That goes back to Nick yeah. Foles and what he said. At, uh, what was it? 
three weeks ago that yeah. um and in the couple weeks yeah what has been deemed a, a gaffe in the in the the argument between nick Foles and and matt Nagy is that play calls get called in and uh that there are not actual uh there's not enough time to run those plays so yeah um so oh, we lost rich it looks like we might have that's okay we'll keep going uh he'll jump in when he can um so yes it we have seen where uh play calls have been made and then uh there's not enough time okay so that's the play calling yeah yeah so then my, the gm is the other aspect okay, okay. so now okay, so ryan hang on before we if if we're gonna be on if we're gonna be at Nagy. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have to make the argument. Um, is Nagy the is it Nagy's fault? Here's why I asked that. Because did Nagy is this the team that Nagy wanted, or is this the team that Nagy inherited? Now you you have called you have called for Matt Nagy's removal from the from our team, right? You've you've called for him to be fired. Uh, yes, I think. Okay, so uh, if during if, during one game when we were <laughs> scored zero points in the third quarter, I think I was ready for a change. Okay, now it's we've had multiple games where we've scored zero points in the fourth quarter. So let's or in the third quarter. That's semi normal for us. But if uh, a, a lot of times um, we look at the way uh, quarterbacks and coaches how they mesh, and that's kind of how the, that kind of makes the determination of uh, how good a team is. It's how those two mesh. We look at Brady Belichick, how they meshed determined how great that team is. We've looked at, you can look at um, this year, especially, um, if you want to pull out um, uh, Kyler Murray and uh, what's the coach's name out there in Arizona? Um, Kingsley. Yeah, mm, yeah. Th- those two married at the hip because Kingsley said, "If I was, if I had draft, if I had a pick, I'd pick him number one." And he had the number one pick. And what did he do? He went out and got the guy he wanted. So that changed things. We also look at what happens. Uh, I mean, you look at all of these places. Um, uh, uh, Kansas City. Um, Mahomes and Reed. Yeah, Mahomes. Andy Reed and Patrick Andy, Mahomes. Andy Reed yeah. was salivating. Now this guy salivates a lot because he loves his ribs and he loves his food. But he was salivating over mm-hmm. the chance to get uh, Mahomes. Everybody, like everybody, we looked over him. Lots of people. Now, now I'm not gonna say I'm upset about the fact that the Bears overlooked Patrick Mahomes because look at how many teams didn't didn't bite on Mahomes, despite how much Andy Reid was in love with him. Uh, so, yeah, Andy Reid picking up Mahomes, no big deal. Don't have a problem with that, right? So, um, yeah, um, those two married at the hip and that combination. So now, is is uh, the Biscuit the number one pick for Matt Nagy? Is... Sorry, you cut out when you said something there. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't is, get catch it. Is the biscuit, Trubisky, okay. is he the number okay. one pick for Matt Nagy? Probably not. In fact, I don't think he would right. be. Right. I would mean, and obviously then, in hindsight, the answer is no. But <laughs> Right. So yeah. he wasn't there. He didn't get to make that pick. He had to come in from what John Fox had done and take a, mm-hmm. take a guy who is not his number one pick and try to transform him into what should have been a number one pick. Like, so that's the problem that I have. When you when you argue that, that he deserves to be fired, um, when he deserves to be fired, that's when I think he, uh, that's, that's why I think you're wrong. Okay? So, okay. Um, the next move. Let's, let's keep going. You say the GM. Okay. counterpoint to what you said on Nagy here real quick but I think you know I agree with you he inherited what he had but we're what three third year in now okay so you know I feel like well obviously the first year he came in you know like a freight train 
coach of the year, um, you know, because we flipped our, we flipped the script and went 13 and three or 12 yep. and four, um, you know, that first year. And then we had a big drop off, and unfortunately, Trubisky had a big drop off, and and part of that has to be on Nagy um, because he was supposedly the quarterback whisperer, you know, and and also then this year I think you've it's appeared to me having watched almost every snap that he's not playing to the strengths of the team right it's yeah and and that's what's frustrating in his play calling yeah so you know it's not that I again if if you get if if we had gone out and signed elite offensive line well I bet Trubisky's still starting for us. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but but are we you didn't. Afraid, and that leads. I'm gonna. I, I'll put this out there. Are you afraid that Trubisky's gonna? We're because we're not picking up. We're not. Pay, we didn't pick up his fifth year option. We're not gonna re-sign yeah. him. Uh, he's gonna go somewhere. And I think he's got the talent to go somewhere good. Um, if he has an offensive line, do you think he comes back and looks like a great quarterback that we thought he was going to be? Ooh. From so. Uh, is it possible? Yes. I don't. I don't. I don't see it when I watch him for two for two reasons. He he struggles. Hey, Rich, welcome back. <laughs> we're we're talking about uh, he's watching Trubisky right now. Oh, you were listening. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Okay. Okay. Cool. Um, so so for two reasons, even when Trubisky had time and a man open. He couldn't hit the downfield pass, right? He often overthrew it, so on. Rarely could he hit that twenty-plus yard ball. Okay. Okay. And and two, the different, and this is why I don't want him to replace Foles. Now, obviously, he's hurt now, so he's not. But you know, I I wasn't calling for him to come back in. Was because almost does it the opposite where he'll stand in there for too long and end up taking a sack when he shouldn't, but he'll stand in the face of adversity and still get the ball off. And so, you know, Trubisky looks, looks confused slash scared a lot of times under pressure and where Foles doesn't. And so to me, the first step in having a decent quarterback is them being to being able to fully read a defense and respond to the defense. So that's why I prefer Foles over Trubisky. And I think if you put, if the GM had gone out and picked up or and traded for offensive linemen this season, Foles would actually be performing a lot better, right? Um, I mean, and it, what's really frustrating about the GM and why I would be fine getting rid of him as well as we were five and two, I think, or five and three. I think it was five and two at the time. And there was a former pro bowl offensive lineman who was available as a free agent. Like we wouldn't even had to trade for him and we didn't go out and pick him up. And it's like, you have this glaring hole on your team and you don't even, you have the opportunity to fill it, and you don't. Yeah, that's And a then same thing with the trade deadline. Okay. You know. uh, Nick, I'm, I'm going to interrupt you. You talk about Mitch Trubisky and his deep ball uh, percentage completion, all of that. Um, he, I, I'm looking at um, uh, Brickwall Blitz uh, has an article where he takes and looks at completion percentages of deep balls. Uh, and Mitchell Trubisky ranks 17th on that list, ahead mm-hmm. of uh, Aaron Rodgers. Now this this is taking into to account uh, total number of throws, uh, the completions, and then um, you get extra points for where you are based on how many deep, like how far the deep ball is actually thrown. But this is stats for 21 yards or over. And Mitchell Trubisky actually ranks 17th on that list. So this is for last year, by the way. So your argument, okay. your argument about deep ball, he is better than – now he's not in the top half. I will grant you that. But 
He is 17th immediately above him. Tom Brady at 16th. Mm-hmm. So, just... Well, Tom Brady's 40. Okay. <laughs> 41. But he's still one of the top quarterbacks in the league right now, correct? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I... I I see your I see your point. It's it, it's hard to you know just look at the statistics because I mean I I'm like a if you guy, had you ask Rich I, I like to bring in statistics no, a lot of times so right right but so I think half of those completions are probably a Rob making a ridiculous play for him and and half of the incompletions but the guy was probably wide open and had three yards on the cornerback and he didn't hit him but your argument like, i mean you're 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 bringing conjecture in but your argument stating that he can't throw the deep ball um i mean he's he's 17 out of 32 like yes that's below average that's, that's yeah that is technically below average but uh not necessarily he, he is not in the bottom third he's not even in the bottom quarter mm-hmm He's right in That's that. True. He's right th- in that average range. He is, he is, statistically cl- as close to dead average as you can get. So, sure. All right. Yeah, I think this is where you bring in the eye test as okay. the other factor. To me, to me, if you when I include my eye test, I I put him in the bottom third. Okay. Because of speaking how of, he missed those throws. And speaking so of on. eye test, um, we've we've banged on the Bears drum for a bit. Let's get into where we think everybody matches up in the eye test. Rich, you ready to do the power rankings this week? Um, I, I guess one thing I guess bring in to replace it at the same time. Thank but you. I think I think the one thing that you need to look at is that the Bears almost need to go back to Bears football, which was running the football and then having a passing having a passing offense that was just good enough. You have the quarterback for that type of offense. Now think, we just you would just need to build up the offensive line and the running game. I think uh, the argument yeah, the, if you, the argument for a Tennessee style because right now that's a Tennessee style uh, yeah. offense. Uh, that's that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, how many teams are doing that? How many teams are making that work correctly? Yeah, but I'll tell you're you, seeing, I'll, you're seeing I'll tell Matt you. Oh. Yeah. But you're also seeing Matt Nagy trying to push a pass first, yeah, a pass first Kansas City Andy Reid style offense, without having the proper personnel to do it either, yeah. and, that, and that's not exactly. working out. Yeah, so I'll give you I'll give you two examples right away, Mikey. So look at San Francisco last year. You, Jimmy yeah. G is not an elite quarterback. Okay, he's. He's a Nick Foles, right? He's I just think he's an average. Than Nick, but kinda. okay. Yeah, well, but he appears better than Nick because he had an elite offensive line all last year. Yeah. Right. So they, if you remember, San Fran was like fourteen and two, yep. or something last year, right? Thirteen and three, and they just manhandled Green Bay in the NFC Championship game by running the ball. They yep. simply said, "Hey, our offensive line is better than your defensive line." Watch this, and they just ran the ball. Yep. And if you look, Kansas City's lost this year to the Raiders. How did Raiders do it? Just pounded the ball down their throat all game long, controlled the ball, you know, and so on. That's how it ended up. They won. You can win games that way, even against the elite offenses, because you you can double time of possession over them. Okay. No, I yeah. like that. That's a, that's a good. That's a really good point. Uh, once Rich gets back in, I think he's probably getting dialed back in. Um, we will get on to the power rankings. Uh, so, um, I mean, obviously, I think the power rankings for this week, uh, number one, I mean, I'll, I'll give number one through three. I'll give my number one through three. Rich has a has a wild card in number three, and, uh, you know, maybe mine is a wild card in general. Um so we'll get there. Number one, who do you got, Nick, as your number one in uh, the NFL this year? Yeah, so I gotta I base my power rankings off of not just record, but basically most likely 
to win the uh, Super Bowl. Okay. Right? Uh, so, and that that includes even your the best um, front office, right? Okay. So who's going to give the team the best the best chance? And so I would actually have to put KC um, there uh, above Pittsburgh, even though Pittsburgh's undefeated still. Okay. I think KC, you know, they they won last year, and they're still the team to beat this year until proven otherwise. So you gave Kansas City. Uh, both Rich and I gave. Pittsburgh as the number one overall uh, pick uh, for this year. Um, so we'll I I actually like that. I like your reasoning. Um, we both gave number and and our power rankings math shows that out that Pittsburgh is number one. Number two uh, brings Kansas City to the table, and that's where we have it. And I'm guessing then you have number two as Pittsburgh. That's correct. Okay, who do you have as number three? Oh. Number three, I would actually, um, it's a small curveball. Um, I'm actually going to go with the Packers. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Not that I want to, but, you know, Neither. I just, but, uh, you know, Baltimore, to me, they've, they've proven to be a really, really good team who can't beat the elite teams. Um, so, you know, if you're going to make, you know, there, so again, based, my thought process is most likely to win the Super Bowl. Well, I think the NFC, um, you know, the Packers have a great chance of coming out of the NFC. Okay. So if they do, then, well, they have a 50-50 chance of winning right there. So they have a better chance of Baltimore, who would have to beat, you know, a Pittsburgh, a Kansas City, a Buffalo They'd have to be two or three really good teams in a row. And there you go. In you order just named get... our number three. Rich and I or I have number three as Buffalo Bills. Rich actually gave number three to uh, the Baltimore Ravens. So, you know, those are the those are the top three. Uh, number four, uh, I have Green Bay and Rich has is it the Yeah, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Okay. Yeah, well, I would, I would probably, uh, gosh, you know, I'm torn really between Baltimore um, and uh, actually New Orleans. And the oh, reason okay. I would put New Orleans there is because they're actually starting to hit a groove, and they've, and they just now got Michael Thomas back. Okay. So they're they're actually going to get better. So. Yep. Um. Number five, I went with the New Orleans Saints. Rich went with the Tennessee Titans. Uh, who you got there at number five? Yeah, so it's, like I said, it, I, I guess I'll put Baltimore there and New Orleans at four. Okay. You know, I kind of was torn, kind of four, five, four, A, whatever, you know. Um, yeah. Oh, apparently I'm looking so at I'll say last Baltimore week's Ravens. rankings. Um, so my rankings, what I have here are not correct. Uh for Rich, these are my. I, I'll give my rankings and um, see if I can. Uh, da, da, da. Let me see if I can do this real quick. Sorry, folks. Okay, apparently mine are wrong, so I'll just give mine. Next week, Rich and I will go through, and I, I think we're just going to go to top ten. Um, so rather than give Rich's from here on out, I'll just give mine. Um, so number six is where I have Seattle. Okay, yeah, and and I would agree. I think I would put Seattle um, slotted in there as a, again, power rankings. Not that's where Baltimore actually deserves to be as Baltimore, uh, like you said earlier, and like I would argue, uh, Baltimore has a hard time beating good teams, and that's why I ended up putting them at seven. Um, who do you got at number seven? I got to go with the Buffalo Bills. Okay. Uh, that's a rough That's a rough, rough vote for where you put the Bills. Um, any reason why? Is it just because they're in the AFC and they, they end up playing an easier schedule because they're the AFC East? 
<laughs> yeah, in part, you know, they, I think they, they're figuring themselves out still. You know, they, they can play competitive against the best, the big dogs. Um, just not ready to say that they're going to be able to go out and consecutively beat, you know, a Baltimore, a KC, a Tennessee, you know, back to back in order to make make a Super Bowl. I just don't see that. Okay. I, I can understand that. Um, uh, let me go here. Um, so that was number seven. Number eight, I got Tennessee Titans. Um, yeah, I would actually put uh, Tennessee right there as well. Number nine, I got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And... Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I was going to go Arizona, but I don't know if I can put Arizona above Tampa Bay. So I've got to probably say Tampa Bay there as well. And number 10, I have the Rams. Rams, huh? Yeah. I feel like the Rams are underwhelming. Okay. Um, or another. So I've got to, I've got to go with Arizona. I, I think they're fiery. You know, Kyler Murray's just, I feel like he's Russell Wilson 2.0. Okay. Um, you know, to be honest. And, you know, that team, uh, I mean, the wide receivers they have on the team are unfair. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that is, I, um, yeah. So they have some great wide receivers. Um, Nick, we want to thank you for being on the yeah. show. Um, if you haven't done so yet, folks, if you're watching us on, on Facebook, um, Check us out on wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, we are there. Um, if you are listening to us on your podcast uh, platform of your choice, jump on over to facebook.com slash balls and sticks. Like our page. Uh, you can also uh, join in the conversation at fans of balls and sticks uh, on Facebook as well. Uh, let us know if you got other ideas that you want to look at. Uh, any show suggestions or uh you can also vote on our poll questions uh there every week um we want to real quick uh we didn't do it last week i'm going to do it today uh i wish rich was here to to hear this but we want to thank rich and all the other veterans out there uh for their service to our country and um the love that they poured out to us uh in their time of service um it, it's great to to have these guys who are willing to go into harm's way, uh, and our veterans deserve so much more than they they have gotten or get in general. Um, I I think they should they should have retirement packages that rival uh, rival CEOs and executives out there because they are the ones on the front lines fighting for us. Uh, so I want to say a big thanks to Rich. Um, also, we missed singing Happy Birthday last week to the Marine Corps. So Happy Birthday to all the Marines out there. Uh, we appreciate you guys' service as well. Um, yeah, it's one of those things that uh, Rich and I are both very much, um, Rich being a veteran and me, um, I, I just, I, I couldn't imagine, um, I, I couldn't imagine life without the friends of mine that are vets, and I'm, I'm glad that they're all, they all got to come home from their tours, but we also remember those that couldn't. But that is for uh, Memorial Day when we do that. Um, so thanks to all the vets. Thanks to all those that have served, um, past, present, and future service members. Um, it's it's a noble thing. Uh, so we want to thank you for that. Uh, Nick, thanks so much for joining us this week. Uh, we do appreciate it. Yeah, it's fun. Um, thank you. Stick around. We'll do some post-game talk, and uh, maybe we'll have you on again uh, if you are up for waking up a little early. Um, now that we know how it works, we can push the, the initial call time to maybe – 820 for you uh give you an extra you know 15 20 minutes of sleep <laughs> um folks thanks for joining us like i said uh check us out wherever you get your podcast uh god bless see you next week same basic time same basic channel um and uh yeah so thanks everybody all right thanks maggie Broadcasting live from somewhere in Iowa, this is Balls and Sticks, the podcast, with your hosts, Mike and Rich.